welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Senate Republicans are pushing to confirm Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh by early next week. The court's term is set to start on Monday. Speaking before the Senate Judiciary Committee just yesterday, Kavanaugh blamed partisanship for the accusations against him. This whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit, fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump and the 2016 election. Bloomberg News White House reporter Justin Sink joining us now in our Bloomberg 99.1 studios here in Washington, D.C. All right, Justin, it does appear like this vote is going to be going forward, but there are a lot of groups that are asking for a delay, not just Democrats, the American Bar Association, one of them, just to get an investigation underway for some context here. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I think what what you've seen here is a real dichotomy, and it was expressed by what Judge Kavanaugh said in the hearing, where he has sort of accused Democrats of orchestrating a witch hunt against him. That That's something that we've heard echoed by Republicans really actively. And so on one side, you've got somebody who says, I didn't do this. It wasn't me. Uh, and you guys are, are trying a political hit job. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, obviously, we heard extremely compelling testimony yesterday from, from Dr. Ford, who came forward, told her story, sat for questions for, for multiple hours in front of the Senate. Uh, there were no moments that cast any doubt on, on her testimony. And so you have her and Democrats and some of these outside legal groups who are saying, uh, at the very least, these claims deserve more investigation and, and more looking at. Uh, the difference, of course, is that Republicans control the, the committee and the Senate. And so uh, if you see that they don't find her claims to be credible, uh, the the action that they seem to be kind of going forward is not just bringing this to the full floor of the Senate, but but moving ahead with a confirmation vote. All right, then. Um, bottom line, is uh, Kavanaugh going to get confirmed next week or not? It really hinges on, uh, I think, a couple votes. Susan Collins, uh, Lisa Murkowski. Uh, we heard earlier this morning that, that Jeff Flake, the Republican senator from Arizona, who during the questioning yesterday uh, did not join his colleagues and sort of uh, describing the investigation or, or the proceedings yesterday as, as a political attempt by Democrats who who seem to at least take uh, Dr. Ford's testimony seriously in the moment, uh, said that he would vote both to to move her uh, or to move Kavanaugh's nomination forward, but also uh, for his confirmation that uh, for opponents of Kavanaugh was a pretty devastating blow. There's a chance that that those Republican women. Uh, kind of sweep in at the last minute and say that that they're not going to vote for him. Uh, Democrats seem to be uh, holding the line for their part, but but I think odds makers would certainly say that they expect him to be sitting on the court next week. Yeah, there are some folks who were talking about uh, the Kavanaugh specifically and some of the things that he had said and some of uh, the way, some of how he said it um, and how there is some concern that he might be showing his political slip a little bit, that he's more political than he is judicial. It was certainly, uh, I think, an unprecedented display in front of um, in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. I think uh, candidates, especially candidates for the Supreme Court, 
often strive to make their nominations appear nonpartisan, nonpolitical, mm. even though they obviously are appointed by presidents and have uh, histories that, that might betray um, where they, they come down politically. Uh, there is a lot of effort put into not doing that. What we saw from Brett Kavanaugh yesterday was uh, charging Democrats angrily with uh, a broad political conspiracy. He evoked the Clintons. He uh, evoked President Trump. He he really painted uh, the proceedings in, in starkly political terms. Now, that being said, uh, it may have been the move that he needed to take to, to make sure that he was on the Supreme Court, because after the testimony of Dr. Ford, I think the reaction, uh, not just sort of in the Twitter sphere or, or on cable TV, but at the White House and among Republicans on uh, Capitol Hill was that she was extremely credible, that she was believable, and that uh, his nomination was in some real trouble. So I think uh, the approach that he took was unorthodox, but but did seem to turn this back into the kind of shirts versus skins, Democrats versus Republican uh, matrix that, that makes it easier for, for some Republicans who might be on the fence to sort of back their party on this vote. And I assume that there's a full court press at the White House uh, to get Kavanaugh confirmed, and, and that w- includes, I believe, uh, a trip to West Virginia tomorrow by President Trump, uh, which would put pressure on um, the Democratic senator there, Joe Manchin. Yeah, exactly. Um, Joe Manchin's facing re-election uh, in just a couple months here. And obviously... In a been, state that Trump won by 42%? 40, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and is currently, I think, leading the polls and favored to win re-election, but nevertheless, obviously... Um, faces a lot of pressure to, to demonstrate himself as bipartisan. Uh, that that being said, and certainly I think the White House has stood by uh, Brett Kavanaugh, and, and we saw some tweets from the president and press secretary yesterday supportive of him. Because for those swing senators, President Trump is not necessarily the most compelling uh, person. We, we haven't heard the stories of him getting on the phone and trying to sort of uh, bend arms back. In fact, there's there have been some reports today that former President George W. Bush, who Kavanaugh used to work for as a, a staff secretary, has actually been more engaged in working the phones on his behalf. And, and for somebody like Jeff Flake, I think uh, a call from George W. Bush probably goes a lot further than, than one from Donald Trump, who he's spent a lot of time uh, criticizing pretty publicly. Okay, so we got about a half a minute to go. This is going to show up in the midterms. Yes. More than likely. Yeah, and uh, I think certainly if uh, female voters were not uh, feeling already as if they could make their voices heard at the ballot box uh, in November, that this will be something that is an impetus for them. Uh, You could certainly also argue on the flip side that uh, for conservatives who have long tried to see uh, Roe versus Wade or other Supreme Court opinions – sort of turned in another direction that that this might be a a promise kept by Donald Trump and congressional Republicans, and and maybe that'll motivate them. All right. Bloomberg News White House reporter Justin Sink with us in our Bloomberg 99.1 studios here in Washington, D.C. We're live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio, and we've been speaking about the confirmation of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh, which is headed for a full vote in the Senate early next week. During testimony yesterday from Kavanaugh and one of the women accusing him of sexual assault, Christine Blasey Ford, Democratic Senator Dick Durbin asked Ford whether she was sure that it was Kavanaugh who assaulted her in 1982. 
Dr. Ford, with what degree of certainty do you believe Brett Kavanaugh assaulted you? 100%. Neil Kinkoff is a professor at Georgia State University School of Law. He joins us now by phone for more on uh, Brett Kavanaugh's nomination. And, um, Professor, what did you make of the hearing yesterday? Wow. <laughs> I think that sums it up. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Even Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas wasn't quite like yesterday. It was the most partisan and vitriolic Supreme Court hearing, I'm sure, in our nation's history. You know, the American Bar Association had endorsed Kavanaugh, and now that group, plus now we're learning Yale Law School's dean, plus uh, at least four Republican governors are calling for them to sort of pump the brakes on this so that there can be an investigation. Is any of that going to hold any weight? That's entirely up to Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins, right, which it really has been the whole time. Um, If you remember back to when um, Professor Blasey Ford first came forward, um, Susan Collins was really the one holding all of the cards, and what would satisfy her is what Grassley was willing to do in the way of process. So when she initially... um, didn't think we needed to hear from Mark Judge and didn't need to have a full FBI investigation. Well, the the committee held firm on those points. And so it's going to be entirely up to her and Lisa Murkowski as to what they're satisfied with. If they were satisfied with yesterday's proceedings, then the Senate will have the votes to ram this through. Um, And if Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski demand more in the way of developing evidence and and more in the way of inquiry into the allegations, then more will take place. Now let's go in order of the witnesses. What did you think of uh, Dr. Blasey Ford's testimony? And then what did you think of Judge Kavanaugh's testimony and and the merits of each each, uh, witness's testimony? Well, I think um, Professor Blasey Ford was obviously credible. I mean, Everyone who commented on the hearing said she was credible and compelling and sincere and earnest and coming forward out of motives that had nothing to do with anything other than to tell the truth, to get to the bottom of it, and a sense of civic duty. Um, Given that, I don't see how the Senate can, in any kind of principled fashion, do anything other than further investigation. As for Judge Kavanaugh, I thought his remarks were incredibly partisan um, and sort of belied the idea that he has the kind of temperament to be on the Supreme Court, that he can be trusted as a neutral arbiter when matters like, I don't know, like, like, well, what's going on with President Trump and the the Mueller investigation, which are all headed for the Supreme Court, how can he sit on the Supreme Court and be regarded as a fair arbiter of whether whatever it is that President Trump does to stop the witch hunt um, is constitutional or not? I wonder if it's worth mentioning the Democratic coalition filing another complaint against Kavanaugh, this one saying that he violated the judicial code of conduct by lying to the committee. What does that filing mean and where would it go? Well, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, You know, really, the, the game is the Judiciary Committee and the game is Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins. If they're satisfied, he's going to go through and the complaints of the Democrats in, in the Senate, they won't amount to anything. 
What about uh, Judge Kavanaugh's uh, comments? Uh, he, he denied the allegations. Uh, mm-hmm. He basically acted as his own prosecutor against uh, Dr. Blasey Ford um, and attacked her testimony kind of point by point. Mm-hmm. Right. But if, if you regard her testimony as credible and compelling, and virtually every member of the committee said exactly that, if that's right, then you need to hear from Mark Judge. You need to inquiry into well what she what what she told her um, her counselors and psychiatrists back in 2012 and 13 right there needs to be a full development of the factual record um, to try to get to the bottom of it because sure he's denied and point by point denied that he did any of the things he's alleged to have done um, that's not at all surprising that's exactly what everybody expected him to do but given how credible and compelling Dr. Blasey Ford was, um, at the very minimum, I think it's incumbent on the Senate to do more inquiry. And very briefly, we only have about 20 seconds left, but I wanted to ask you about that partisan process that you had just referred to. Uh, of course, you were referring to Mr. Kavanaugh, but has the process itself for uh, the Supreme Court to get someone on the, on the Supreme Court, has it become too partisan in about 20 seconds? Sure, yes, it's become far too partisan. Um, this particular process was designed to come to the conclusion that, well, this is he, sh- he said, she said, so on he goes. But overall, it's far too partisan. Neil Kinkoff, a professor at Georgia State University School of Law, thank you for your analysis. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.